no, no. Don't, no, don't try to don't, lecture don't me. me. Don't try to I lecture me. To ask you. And don't no, try to question yes, me. Question yes. me. Hi guys, uh, welcome back to Thinksome. We are glad to have you back. We hope your week was nice and relaxing and we are here to trouble your weekend again. I'm Shibani Das. Uh, we have with us Danish Nithani. Danish, say hi. Hey. I want to talk to you about some questions we got in our email from our very, very dear listeners. Uh, one of our listeners work. came back to us with questions and we're going to answer them right now. The first question that came to us was on this idea of convict labor. We gave an example of California using convict labor to fight forest fires and we condemned that. The question was, have you portrayed it in a very positive light only? What is the problem with government using convict labor? That is what you have to say about Our discussion surrounded about the fact that how prisons, you know, prisons can be used by the government to you know, perform certain labor, but that labor cannot be hazardous beyond a point. Yeah. There has to be minimum standard as to what kind of hazardous work can a prisoner be delegated to. And secondly, there is a responsibility in the government to maintain that the prisoners, even though they do that hazardous job or not so hazardous job, is, is given his minimum due. Yeah. So those two things are to be very kept in mind and we really do not argue against this principle. Yes, and because, I mean, we completely agree with our listener who mentioned that uh, they are maintained by the government and they are maintained on government funding. So why shouldn't government then use the conversation that is lying in our prisons? And we completely agree on that. Um, second question that we got uh, was on the idea of plea bargaining. We gave you examples of McBride murder in um, yeah. the USA and we also gave you South Africa as an example for plea bargaining. We were told and we were asked this question that we showed it only in a very unidimensional manner that we supported this plea bargaining where we, we do admit and understand that the situation can be very traumatic physically and emotionally for the victim if their family. So we do understand those repercussions. However, we wanted to mention that this is a purely consensual uh, process. You yeah, know, it has to be by your own volition yeah. that you enter this deal. And we recommend it, but we don't always say that it has to happen for all cases. For most of the petty cases, it can happen for example, theft or property issues. One of our listeners and wanted to know what the size of the issue is. Well, currently about two-thirds of the prison population consists of people who are under trial. The enormous backlog of cases in courts aside, these detainees rely mostly on state representation and lawyers working pro bono, of which there is a scarcity in our country. There is also a lack of police escorts to take the under-trials to court. An example of this is Rajasthan, which sends 62 police escorts for every 100 requests. So that's 38% of the detainees in Rajasthan who don't get to see a judge on their set court date because there aren't enough police escorts to take them. All these factors are leading to the prisons bursting at the seams with people who have not been convicted of the crime they are under trial for. Further information on pre-trial detention in India can be found in an Amnesty International report that we have added to our bibliography. The listener also brought up the efforts of Kiran Bedi in reforming Tihar Jail. This was an important example of prison reform work that we missed out on covering. A DNA article, again you'll find the link in the bibliography, uh, says that Kiran Bedi believed in reformation rather than punishment. She addressed the drug menace prevalent inside the jail, sexual abuse, and even formed a panchayat with inmates as representatives. They became the bridge between authorities and fellow inmates to talk about various problems and come up with solutions. Um, the last question we got was um, sort of an accusation that we made that we argued to make prisons a very comfortable, comfortable space, space to be yeah. in. And we do understand the principle that this, it has to be deterrent and it has to be um, you know, something that we recognize as a punishment to stay within a social contract. And we don't argue for it to make it to become comfortable. However, we, we do oppose it being inhumane and we oppose life after prison being 
one of rejection and rejection and isolation and the question also broadens the fact that if you know if you do if that state doesn't maintain that idea of presence being held you, do, you would not provoke deterrence in people but there is no correlation i don't see a correlation from data that yeah. that even the even the fact that you are the worst prisons in india there was the crime rate wasn't falling down yeah. so there is a mismatch yeah. as to you know what we perceive as prisons to be and what the state wants them to maintain them as yeah. <clears throat> Thanks for the questions. They were yes, really. Yes, we, we actually really appreciate this because it really lets us thinking about things we missed out, and the next time we can make sure we do a little less of that at least. Please feel free to reach out to us. Our email ID is uh, thinksomeindia at gmail dot com. We are looking forward to hearing your feedback. If you have any suggestions of what topics we can talk about, we would love to hear them as well. Thank you so much for your time, and can't wait to see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.